Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Hee Haw episode. Get on the grid. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. We've got problems now because we've got great players being moved around in the middle of the season that hurt the teams they left with the design that they're going to be weaker. And we don't ever want a system that rewards being a lesser team. We want a system that always rewards being the better team. And we have got a real cancer in our game that needs to be, that it was not understood when the draft was capped. No one really understood that, uh, particularly in the commissioner's office, that draft picks meant so much to teams because they're not in the trenches of scouting. They don't really understand what value this has. Well, now we know. Now we know that clubs will just sacrifice seasons. So we we have to remove that that element to really make the game back to being competitive day in, day out. And uh, there used to be a ballpark where the field was warm and green. And the people played their crazy game With a joy I'd never seen And the air was such a wonder From the hot dogs and the beer Yes, there used to be a ballpark right here And uh, there used to be rock candy Is something wrong? I would think P.J. Walker gets to start this week for, for Carolina and then Cam Newton will come in the week after. That'd be my guess. So, Darnold, yeah, it's Walker this week, I would think. Um, talk to Kenny White. There's a three-point drop-off from Darnold down to P.J. Walker. It's good to see you, man. Good to be seen. Thank you. We had the crazy week nine, all the upsets in the NFL. Yeah. College hoops has tipped off. Boy, oh, boy, I know on the injury front, just throw another another log on the fire, man. There's a lot to track down. It's nuts. Um what, 400 college basketball teams that are up on the board? So, and every one of them has their most important player, right? So, I've got 400 plus guys I got to track in college basketball. So, we get the weeknight Mac game. So, we get college football. The track meet coming up. Oh, boy. I mean, we got an NFL game tonight. We'll see how that all shakes out. But I'm telling you, they might have scored already in the North Carolina Pittsburgh <laughs> game in college football. I yeah. mean, that that has tracked me. What was the game last week? North Carolina fifty eight fifty five yeah. against Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, those two teams get up and down the field. This, but by the way, this Pittsburgh quarterback just just passed uh, Marino's. Uh, was it, I forget? Was it yards? I think it was yards. Uh, so they're they're throwing the ball around the yard. The Panthers. Oh no, this Kenny Pickett kid. Yeah, he's the he's the real McCoy. I mean, he's got 
So far, 3,171 yards. And how high in the draft might this guy go? 29 TD. How about this ratio? 29 touchdowns against three picks. That'll work. <laughs> That'll I mean, work. The coach will love you if you're doing that. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Good size. Um, I'm, I haven't seen a lot of him. I'm not sure how strong his arm is, but somebody's going to draft him, Brian. I mean, again, 29 to 3. That shows good decision making. NFL likes that. What do you make of what happened last week? I haven't had a chance to talk to you all this week. Dallas getting stomped on. The Bills, six points at Jacksonville. The Rams getting mauled by Tennessee. Is that a one-off? Yeah. Or is this going to be a roller coaster ride? Like, No, I, th- I think it's a one-off, Brian. I mean, it had to come back. We, we had two weeks where the favorites covered every spread. So so you just that doesn't continue. You you've got to have the dogs come back at some point. It it last week didn't surprise me. The the Bills game in particular did surprise me. But you know, the fact that the dogs had a had a good weekend didn't because they were kind of due. Well, we get the game tonight. And the Ravens are in a good spot in the conference. They're laying seven and a half at Miami, and the total's 46 and a half. At Miami, it's just been a massive disappointment. Right. You know, this deep into the season, if they're not good, there, there's no home field advantage at all no. whatsoever for that game. Uh, do you but think? How big is that hook in that game tonight? I'm not sure it matters. I'm not sure it matters. I. I National TV, though, I mean, don't you think? You know, standalone game, they, the players know their peers are watching. I don't know that that does anything for Miami, Brian, right now. I, I, I just I don't feel that. And, in fact, do you, do you think Flores is out at some point this year, if not, you know, after the season's over? He was a over? coach of the year candidate. I, the problem is the two is not that good. We knew that. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean – so pedestrian in all facets of the game. It's often easier to get rid of the coach than 63 players. All right, a little later, Kenny White's going to join us at KennyWhiteSports.com. We're off to the races. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Sirius 159, and the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back to Vegas in a moment. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. In any Hollywood blockbuster sci-fi disaster movie, when a giant asteroid is hurtling toward the Earth... Would you please tell us what would happen if this meteor struck us? Plan A, blow it up. Yippee-ki-yay. But in reality, NASA's Planetary Defense Office can calculate the orbit of any Earth-threatening asteroid. So instead of... You can just, decades earlier, give an asteroid a little push. NASA's DART mission launching shortly plans to practice changing asteroid orbits by crashing a spacecraft at 15,000 miles per hour into the non-Earth-threatening asteroid Didymus and its moon to gently change its orbit. Because, well, someday, maybe, otherwise... A massive rock would cause a crater 50 miles across and 5 miles deep. Follow me, at Palmo on Twitter, and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this.
don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon appetit. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. WrestleMania just went on sale. They did. I think it's Jerry's World. I will pass on that. But I do want to say happy Veterans Day to all the veterans. Yes, thank listening. you. Thank you. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there that has served all of us. We appreciate that. And a couple of whack-a-moles here and our producer back in New York. We're all here doing this, talking sports. Thank you, you guys. And women, everybody, uh, one and all. And it's funny. You had told me your dad, yeah, served. And I think we've all been touched by my uncle. I mean, obviously, I'm no spring chicken here. My uncle was wounded on Saipan. Oh, you know, and it's one of the fortunate ones. And he made made it home and had a full life. But you said your dad. Many years, right? Yeah, he he uh, he served in Boston for for a time. Uh, that's why I have the Boston sports affiliation that I have. It comes through him, and then he uh, he did go to Germany uh, for a while after the war was over. I, th- I think he was in Germany like fifty two, fifty three, somewhere in there. Um, uh, I, I guess that they were still using some codes. He he was some kind of code breaker or something like something like that. So we had Maction the last couple of nights. Yeah. Football drives me insane. Now, I couldn't help myself screaming at the television, and I'm like, shut up, idiot. You're hurting yourself. I had under 59 and a half. In the Ball State game with Northern Illinois. Okay. And literally, a field goal is going to make it 59. So, Northern Illinois is coming in to kick the game-winning field goal. And I'm like, no touchdown, just give it the field goal's fine, everything. And then the situation arises where I'm going... It was the right thing to do, and ultimately, I cost myself. I want to. Th- I should be thanking the guy. Okay. The coach is an idiot. Northern Illinois gets first down. They get down to like the twenty-one yard line, so they're in field goal range. Right? They're down. It's 29-27. 56 points. I got under fifty-nine and a half. So you're you're up by two. The other team throws a pass on third down and gets a first down to right in the neighborhood of the 20. So they're already in field goal range. As soon as the guy gets tackled, I scream, timeout. 
timeout on defense. On defense, yeah. You you know, unless you get a sack or they do something stupid, or they're probably going to run the ball. You know you're going to have to survive the field goal. Correct. But you've got to presume that he makes said it. kicker <laughs> makes said field goal. And there's 50 seconds to go in the game. You've got all three timeouts. And the clock runs down, and he calls timeout on defense with 14 seconds left. And then there's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty or something on them and had to survive one running. or They didn't even run it. The quarterback took it. I mean, the announcer goes, well, they could run it right in here and not even have to do the kick. The quarterback takes two steps to the middle of the field, kneels down, and sets it up for a glorified extra point to win the game. But, I mean, I'm an idiot sportscaster, right? Yes, you are. And I'm sitting on my recliner going, call a timeout. You use all three of your timeouts. You conceivably could get the ball back with 38, 39 seconds left and a chance for you to answer the field goal and go down and win the game. And it takes this guy till 14 seconds left to call a timeout. Well, what's... What, What's the th- then he's using the timeouts to ice the kicker? <laughs> How can coaches not know the most common sense game situation, Stevie? It's not like this guy's on an island. <laughs> they all do it. Why is it so hard to manage common sense situations? I don't understand. I I don't. I know. I, I'm with you. And, and in the NFL, they hire guys to help you manage the they clock, and wrong. they still get it wrong. Andy Reid, one of the best NFL coaches in history. Oh, timeouts, one of the worst. I know, but he but he's one of the best coaches in NFL history, and he's horrible with time management. Just as one example, it, it's you're right, it's rampant. It's all over college football. I mean, and, you and, know me, and I'm like a broken record. The pet peeve thing, like... Don't burn timeouts. You know, take a five-yard penalty and turn a draw and punt in the third. You know, they're oxygen tanks. Timeouts, like timeouts are, are every bit as important as what game plan you dial up for the whole game. It's part of the game. It's, it's over the course of a season, if you know what you're doing or if you don't know what you're doing in that department – it's the difference between probably a bare minimum two wins or losses. Bare minimum. Are, are agreed. So I believe it was last week. I believe it was an NFL game. I think it was a quarterback who hadn't started or he was filling whatever. A team took a timeout before the first play of the game, right? They, they, they get the kickoff of wherever they end up, and the, the offense runs out on the field, and – and the quarterback's looking over at the coach after running out on the field. They don't know what they get. And they call a timeout. I mean, the challenge flag thing is frustrating. But coaches would get a mini pass in that they're at the mercy of the television broadcast to show the replay quickly enough to make a rational decision. And then more often than not, especially if you're the road team – now. Okay, that's a home. We just talk about home field advantage, right? We assign a three point value. You know, one of the biggest things about home field advantage in an NFL game 
if there's a bang bang controversial play that per se is going to go in favor or there's a question for the home team, that thing is on the jumbotron in the blink of an eye. That's true. Yes. If you're the road team and you're running up to the line because you think you might have got a break, I mean, if it's the road team, it's not up there. They're not giving you that out. And then you're at the mercy of the television broadcast and these guys to show the replay quick enough and then to relay the information down to the coach. Sometimes those things fall through the cracks. I get that. But, again, we're in 2021. Somebody in, in press row for your team, home or road, should have a computer and be available to pull up that play and, and get it down to the coach pretty quickly. Well, challenge or don't challenge. That's a great point. That you would think in the in the coach's booth, but it wouldn't necessarily give you the angle you're looking for. Well, maybe, not necessarily. Maybe not. I so so but then you, you don't you, challenge if but, you're not sure. You don't challenge. But you know the hockey teams, right? They've got a video guy back in the locker room or somewhere in yeah. the building. That instantly saying, challenge offside. Yeah. Well, the guy here is great. I forget his name, but he's fantastic. Was. Oh, oh, is he gone? He's out of here. Okay. But no, he never got it wrong. Never got it wrong, Brian. Honestly, I'm watching that game last night, and I'm going, I just don't understand. And it ain't going to get fixed anytime soon. Nutty. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're whining, but that's cool. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. Sports Rage Late Night. I hate that verbal abuse stuff. People are soft enough. I'm just going to call it off for it. But on this case, I'm just going to call it I know. You can make people cry now. People are just soft now. Verbal abuse. He's a hockey general manager. Ooh, welcome to the neighborhood. You did a great job, guys. Suck it up! It's Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morency on Sports Grid. Weekdays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. It's like such an unbelievable, it's like the version Oh, absolutely. Get a little goose puppy. Oh, it's great. I almost feel guilty to talk it over. Don't listen to But now, wait a minute. I'm talking about This is awesome. America. Happy Veterans Day. Thanks to all the veterans. Thank you, Uncle Ray. That song is is fantastic. Money. That is absolutely, you know, 
when you go and you take take a song and then put your own stamp on it like that, yeah, that it becomes the version right. of it. Exactly, ain't easy to do. Nope. No. If anyone could do something like that, it's him. So we got a guy. We got a resurface. Now resurface. Cam Newton, and now Jim Mora Jr. is going to coach UConn uh, next year. Um, he last coached in 2017. That was his final year at UCLA. So Jim Mora back in college football well, with at least, UConn. At least UConn doesn't have to worry about the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many times he's heard that. He's immortalized. <laughs> right? Yeah, this is this, this is the son, but he must get yeah, teased about Bobone, that all the Chris time. Chris can get that for us. I mean, just the way he said it, one word, yeah. like always. Do not blame that game on the defense, okay? I don't care who you play, whether it's a high school team, a junior college team, a college team, much less an NFL team. When you turn the ball over five times, four interceptions, one for a touchdown, three others in field position to set up touchdowns, you ain't going to beat anybody I just talked about. Anybody. All right? And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Oh, that's as good as it gets. And the, the other one? Denny Green. It was Denny Green. I can't believe yeah, Honestly, I didn't even have to say it. You knew what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, sure. Okay, so th those are they the two. They are who we thought they <laughs> in, in recent memory in the NFL. And then, and then right here, when Gallant lost it after that loss to the Rangers. That was fantastic. That's an around here thing. Yeah. We're yeah. not an expansion team. Yeah. But it, it, it's still. Didn't the, learn anything. Those, those three. All but they are who we North thought North. they were. And we let them off the hook. There you go. <laughs> oh god there's a part of me misses that i used to do that stuff you know you, you know running around covering a team and, and do you remember do you remember when they you never it's, it's, yeah it's such a volatile thing when you get these guys 15 minutes after after they've a lot, had their heart ripped out of well, them. yeah. After after you know, losses, after victories, they're, they're it's not lunatics. the same thing. Yeah. What, how about Tommy Lasorda, who, who, who uh, lost? Chris I, can't play any of that. Well, I guess I, we can. But the, the language on Tommy I, yeah, Lasorda yeah. would be. So I I forget who Kingman was playing with at the time. So who what team he was on that beat the Dodgers that day? But he hit three home runs. And they had they asked some guy asked him what did you think about Kingman's three home runs and Lasorda completely lost it, just lost it and I don't blame him. Parcells was good. Like Belichick's just this gruff, you know, he's got no use for it. I mean Belichick would be his favorite word. I guess the, on the to Cincinnati three words on to Cincinnati. Yeah, all these guys have had their moments. Sure. It's just, what ones reach immortality? Yeah. Marv Levy, four Super Bowls in the Hall of Fame, and it'll it'll always be over officiating oh. jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Chris has that one. <laughs> he he was mic'd up on NFL films for yeah, that, right? With the Chiefs. Yeah, and uh, 
And the official and him had known each other? What, had they gone to college together or something like that? Something like that. Over a vicious <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Levy, over a vicious. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> Marv Levy is brilliant. Yeah. You know, every 14, 14 years, I was in there for every practice, press conference, everything they would hear. And, hey, he's a wonderful person. Right. He he really was. You know, he's a coach. He gets salty on occasion. Mm-hmm. But a brilliant man. Well, he, Brilliant. He, he went to an Ivy League school, right? Uh, no, he went to William. Did he go to William or he coached William and Mary? I, I thought he went to an Ivy League school. I could be wrong about that. but He could have taught at an Ivy League okay, school. Okay. No, that, that's fair. I, and I obviously don't know him like you know him, but uh, the times that I've seen him, uh, when he wasn't coaching, doing uh, some analyst-type work, I th- he, he comes across as very scholarly. Why did I think he played football at William & Mary? No, I'm uh, sorry. I should have known this. Coe College in Iowa. Who? Coe, C-O-E. He went to Coe College I in don't, Iowa. I yeah. don't know that. That That's where he went to school and he played football there? Uh, he enrolled at Coe College in Iowa, earned varsity letters in football, track, and basketball. Okay. And his degree was English literature. He's always quoting, you know, famous yeah. literary quotes yeah. to the players. And the players would be in the room looking at him like, <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, who is this Longfellow guy? You know, there's this, there's people always trying to be, but he happened to be the smartest guy in the room. Right, right. I gotcha. Well, William and Mary is, is Lou Holtz. There, there's some connection there. But either was then, Lou- I think Marv may have coached at William. Okay, Mary. So, William and Mary thread in there. All right. So I, that's what I think it is with Holtz as well. I think William and Mary was Holtz's first head coaching job. I believe I have that right. Your your favorite Marv Levy story in covering him when he was with the Bills? Um, just being around him every day. That it was it was like big words. You know, maybe that's why I always okay. do that. <laughs> you know, when somebody says a big word or yeah. something, and I go, Stevie, that means you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because literally, you'd be in the, in the press conference, and you need you a thesaurus. you needed a thesaurus yeah. in your pocket. Like, I think I know what he meant because it sounded good in the sentence, but right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Did 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 anyone during these press conferences hold up a hand and go, "What does that mean, Marv?" <laughs> Please, Marv. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did. Uh, he coached William and Mary Cal in New Mexico. Okay. And then I know he did uh, Kansas City, obviously. And then for him to get, get to Buffalo, it, he was they were up at Montreal, okay, Montreal West, and and Polian, and and they all kind of came down from the CFL. Okay. I, I love that stuff though. Just, just Jim Mora gets us on a on a goofball <laughs> rant. Yeah, yeah. Who, who are the greatest coaches? I mean, say we're sitting here starting guys mismanaging games. I watched that game last night. Yeah. You know, it's it's beyond belief. Parcells was a fiery guy. I mean, the stuff he did to Phil Sims on a daily basis. Oh yeah. And Phil Sims took it. Phil I, Sims, that's I mean, well, you gotta be a special person. Yeah. He, he just knows 
He knows he's riding me for the greater good. Correct. But man, you got to be a strong human being to take that stuff every day. Apparently, Popovich did that with Duncan to again get the other guys in line because he knew Duncan could handle it. Um. Yeah, there there are coaches who do that. Well, Scotty Bowman, and was the greatest coaching by fear guy there ever was. Yeah, I always, always kept you guessing. I've I, always, I've always told this story that after all those years with Montreal, and the Bowman finally leaves, and he takes the GM coaching job in Buffalo. So the first time the Canadians played after winning all those cups, uh, the first time they played against Scotty was at the old Auden Buffalo and both teams would exit through the end zone on either side of the goal. Okay. You don't see that anymore. The, no. The doors, right, were behind the net. Mm-hmm. And the Canadians won the game and they didn't congratulate the goalie. You know how they go and yeah. high five and right, congratulate right. On Moss, they all sprinted. They, they came over the bench like they won the game and over. Mm-hmm. And they all skated yeah. off the ice like, like their hair was on fire. Like, what are they doing? And they all raced to go through the door. And then between the two, you know, mats. Okay. Where they'd only be separated by maybe 30 feet. All the Canadians raced and got to this chain link old iron rod fence they put up so the players wouldn't get at each other. Right. And they're all, like, up against the fence to yell at Scotty walking off the ice. And, <laughs> and, you know, sacre bleu. I mean, <laughs> there was some, you know, they let them have it. are <laughs> classic stuff like that in hockey. I'll, I'll, there, there's one I'll never forget. Schoenfeld yelling at Koharski. That's a great one. Yeah. Go have another donut, you <laughs> fat pig, eh? <laughs> we got to get that one when we come back. Kenny White's going to join us in the next segment. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Don Koharski, the poor guy. I didn't push you. You fell. Have another donut, you <laughs> fat pig. We'll be right back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Yeah, you got fat shoes. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. Well, USA Today, collaborating with the Knight Commission, describes $533 million of dead money paid by schools to coaches just to go away. That doesn't even include the big severance payments, the high visibility USC's and LSU's and TCU's and others, including those big dollars. They all add up at Ogeron. National champion two years ago, $18 million, 18 monthly installments over the next year and a half. The bottom line is these are significant expenditures. Some decry the waste of money. Others say that's the only way you're going to top quality coach to come to a school and reform a program. Either way, it's big money. Sports Professor Riccaro, Daily Numbers Game.
Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All based on Jim Mora's kid getting hired at Beauty Pride. Anyway, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Join us on Thursday. He'll be on our college and NFL weekend editions of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Kenny, you play professional baseball, and you coach baseball, but, but we were just belly laughing about you know, coaches and famous quotes and things like that. But those characters, and, and the other thing, part of, part of it, buddy, it started. I got to get your take on this real quick. Watching the game last night, Northern Illinois, Ball State. And here comes Northern Illinois down two. They get a first down at about the 20-yard line with 50 seconds to go. And I'm on the couch going, timeout on defense, timeout on defense. And the guy lets the clock run down to 14 seconds to call a timeout. It is so utterly beyond belief that these coaches don't know how to manage games. That is really brutal. My God. What do you think they're going to miss the field goal? And assume they're making the field goal and you need time to go down and get your own. Oh, my goodness. That's just horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible coaching. Well, and I, the story was I had under 59 and a half and the field goal was going to make it 59. And I couldn't help myself. I'm rooting against myself to do the right thing. Like, call a timeout, you moron. Yeah, what a what a bad. I got to write that in my magazine right now. Ball State clock mismanagement. He's been there five years. Oh, the other guy is the the other guy who's really bad. I got to be honest with you. Fresno State's a really good football team. This DeBoer guy has no clue how to manage a game, a clock, or, or close a game out with the lead. That stuff matters, Kenny. That's the difference between one or two wins or losses. A year, if you're good or bad at that. No doubt it is. You're right. I mean, it's like the one thing that really upsets you is these guys calling timeouts because the clock's running down. It's going to cost you five yards, and they call timeout with 12 minutes to go in the third quarter. You take the delay a game and punt. You run a draw and punt. The, the timeout yeah. matters more. Right. Yep. It's it's, just, it's amazing. I mean, that's your lifeline, and you're you're blowing your lifeline for five yards. It's and then these guys that these guys that have their quarterback seven yards deep at at, at uh, fourth and one at the at the one or third and one at the one yard line, and then their quarterbacks at the seven yard line. Well, how Ridiculous. About, well, coordinators are just guilty of the same. Like when you're sitting there, and I know it's like armchair quarterbacking, but the, the situation it's. It's fourth and two, and they're going for it, and the cornerback's playing eight yards off the guy. Like, what are you doing? I, I've always wanted it. You know, I found out 25 years ago that there was two companies that helped colleges uh, choose who their next coach would be in a certain sport, and I always thought, man, I would love to do that. I'd love to have that company because I know I know coaches, and I could put the right coach in the right spot. I just read an article the other day that – College the NCAA right now owes the colleges combined 
it's not the NCAA, it's the colleges combined over $550 million to coaches who are no longer coaching right now because they paid them a big contract and fired them. Almost a, a half a billion dollars, more than a half a billion dollars they're paying for coaches who are sitting home on their couch. Well, the funny thing is, you know, I've known you since 2005 when we came out here and some of the things we implemented and tried to do. And I remember saying this to you way back then, and I thought about this like 15 years ago. Like, they wouldn't listen like an idiot like me. But, but you know what? Then you think, well, look where the sports has gone with yeah. analytics and situational things. And then we, we always said, oh, there should be a guy that helps manage these situations. But I had long thought about I know I had talked to you about putting a seminar together to just go around to coaches with game management situations, even though it's some idiot, nobody – but you're telling them the right thing to do, that they always mess up. Yeah, I uh, don't know if I told you. I told somebody about a good friend of mine, Zach Franzi, ran into Coach K at one of the high school tournaments here in town years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And he said, Coach K, he says, why, why you guys don't foul? You're up three. You just scored to go up three, and the other team takes the ball out of bounds with 10 seconds to go, and they come dribbling up court. And they set up a three-point shot, and they tie the game. Why don't you guys foul them and send them to the line to shoot two free throws? He says, well, it's probably the right thing to do, but I think we're all worried about uh, the guy making the first one, missing the second one, and they tip it in or get the rebound and tie it up. Um, and think about it. That's more difficult to do than making a three-pointer. So Zach's watching Duke play the next year. And that same situation happens. Duke goes up three. Guy comes dribbling up court. They fouled him. Guy goes to the line. He makes the first one. Misses the second one. The other team tips it in and goes to overtime. Zach's thinking, man, uh, that, I know what that guy's thinking right now. He's thinking about me right now. <laughs> well, listen, you had the Ohio State-Akron game the other day. Ohio State, 17th ranked in the country. And Akron was leading the, the whole way. Ohio State grinds back, grinds back, has a three-point lead, 20 seconds to go. Akron's coming up. Do you call timeout? They don't. They're going for it. So now the, the announcer goes, well, you what? are they going to foul? Are they going to – well, do you drive the lane, get the two, and extend the game, or are you going for three? Now you're inside 10 seconds. Clearly they're going for the three. And the kid from Akron does a step-back three, flushes it, and gets fouled. And Ohio State went down and made a great call to win the game at the buzzer. But if they'd have fouled the kid and not let him get the th – it was a four-point play. If they fouled, they never would have had to gone through that. Yeah, it's uh, just simply amazing. Yeah, you're right. They wouldn't have had to go through it, a four-point play. So it worked It worked there. Instead of giving up really two, they give up four. <laughs> but this is the stuff – you know, we bet on this stuff. and We analyze this. And I, I know I've long said to you, and I don't know the quotient you would put on it or how you do it. I've long said special teams, there should be a number for special teams. If a team is very proficient at special teams and their punters leading the league and pinning teams inside the 10, they've got great return men, you know, they're constantly winning the field position battle. I mean, I, you know, tough to track, but there should be a number on that. But honestly, Kenny, wouldn't one of the biggest ones be a number for the coach? I mean, in relation to the number of the coaching matchup? Well, I guess you could go back and, and just, you know, I use ATS numbers and trends and track, and there's not a lot of great guys that are 
uh, really that dominating. Bill Belichick is, and and he was, he was, and that's because he had the the quarterback. But he hasn't been as good covering point spreads the last two years. So. Um, yeah, I keep, I keep track of that. And you know, I have special teams ratings. I rate the punter, the kicker, the return men, and I have I have ratings for all of those. Sometimes I think maybe I'm I don't give enough credit to those guys, though. But think about it, Kenny. I mean, before the season started, you, you you're sitting there talking about that USC would be a dumpster fire because you said the coach was no good. Yeah, and he was one of the first guys to get fired. So. Uh, yeah, it's you're right. I and you know sometimes, and it's tough. I end up betting on USC because they got such a great team. They got so much talent. But you're right. Uh, it's got. To, I got to make more marks in my book about these coaches and 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 not you know make notes. You don't bet on this guy, you know, or or this guy is a must you know must fade guy. It's a gotcha, Kenny. I wanted to ask you an NFL question here. Uh, Carolina just signs Cam Newton. I don't think he'll go this week. I think it's P.J. Walker this week. What does P.J. Walker mean to the line this week? And then next, the, the week after this, I would assume Ken Newton starts. I believe it's against Washington and his old coach, Ron Rivera. What will Cam Newton there mean is, to the line in that game? There is an advanced game? number, by the way. Carolina okay. for that game is two and a half at home to Washington. And Stevie brings up a good point, Rivera going against his old mates. Yeah, that'll be a, a revenge factor game. But, the, again, that goes both ways. Uh, the players that are on Carolina that did play for Rivera are going to go all out, and they want to win a football game. And then you got Cam Newton in the mix, so that's a really good uh, uh, situation. I have a three-point drop-off from Darnold to P.J. Walker. Uh, but when Cam Newton moves in, I have Cam Newton just as good as Sam Darnold. So uh, they're, they're neck and neck. I got Actually, I have a half-point Darnold better by a half-point. But Cam Newton's rating has gone down over the years because he hasn't been healthy. Maybe if the guy's healthy, he could end up being better than Sam Darnold. Kenny, college basketball just underway. Your rating's uh, exceptional, obviously. But the big thing you want to watch is pace of play. And, okay, yesterday, knock on wood, it worked, thankfully. And I had nothing to go on other than past history, knowing they're going against a powerful team. But Buffalo played Michigan yesterday. And you watch that game. Buffalo did not shoot the ball well from three, which they're good at. But the game flew over the total. It was like I played the over in the game because this is a team that they are pressing. It. They're getting shots off inside 10 seconds inside the shot clock. They're flying. And is that the biggest challenge trying to get a grade on a team is their pace of play? Well, I, I look at each team's pace of play before I you know, start the season. I want to know what type of teams they are. Do they go up tempo? Do they slow it down? Big things you need to really know. And uh, Buffalo, you're right, in the last couple of years, I mean, they were fast under Nate Oates. And I didn't think Weitzel would run as much as Oates did, but he actually ran more, and I think it's because the players that he has and everybody's back from last year's team. So when you got everybody back from a team who pushed the pace, you know they're going to do it again. And, and Michigan will run. When they get in conference, things slow down and get into more half-court style. But Michigan is an up-tempo team in non-conference games. Kenny, if the biggest adjustment from a power rating perspective is week one to week two in college football, because we don't get to see them before, and we know a lot about the pros. How does that play out in college basketball? How, how long, how many games, how long, a couple of weeks, three weeks, that the adjustments settle in and people say, okay, I kind of know what we're dealing with here. 
Um, I'm, you know, I really dove in the first day of the season, and it was a rough first day. And I started to think maybe I should watch a little bit and get take in two or three games at least before I dive in heavy again. Because uh, there was a, the first day was just ridiculous. Defense is such a big part of my ratings, and I you wouldn't believe how many games the weaker defensive team won in day one, and there was a ton of unders, and the favorites were just horrible. If you laid 13 or more as a favorite, you were 8-27 and 27, uh, in those games. So dogs did very well the first day, and unders did very well the first day. But I think, I think you need about three, four games under the belt before you can really think you've got a very solid opinion on team. Hey, let me. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one for you. Do you a solid? You know I follow St. Bonaventure very closely. The Riley Center. These are things. Who travels well? They just did something at the Riley Center is gonna matter. It used to be Kenny. The students were at the one end zone. They've now restructured. I don't know if it's because of COVID. The students are all around the building, and they're terrorizing the the foul shooters at both ends of the court. And the, it's way louder in there. I think that home court advantage should be worth a lot more now. Yeah, you know, it is one of the most difficult places to travel to as well. So, I mean, it goes both ways. They have to travel to their opponents. But it is a great home court. I think I'd give five and a half or almost six points to the Riley Center. So, and uh, everybody back on that team, top 25 this year for the St. Bonnies. Hey, buddy, listen, thanks for jumping in. I know you're really busy today. He'll be on with us on our weekend NFL and college edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, KennyWhiteSports.com, the newsletter, all the information, the selections. Kenny, I know you're busy, but thanks for jumping on. We'll talk soon. My pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Stevie. Have a great weekend. Take care, Kenny. Kenny White joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Injury reports coming up next. The Sports Grid TV Network is a new streaming video sports channel for you. Dedicated to serving the massive fantasy sports and wagering audience. Sports Grid TV is live, free on Stir TV, with real-time data and expert commentary featuring Pat McAfee, Scott Farrell, Gabe Marinci, Pro Football Doc Dr. David Chow, NFL Insider Adam Kaplan, and more. Simply download the free Stir app and go to channel 353 to watch Sports Grid and the winning edge. That's Sports Grid TV, free on Stir TV, channel 353. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen, you learn. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Happy Stevie's back, Chris Bavona. <laughs> Get ready. It's the injury report. I mean, Chris is going to end up with calluses on his index finger after this one. Boys, we'll start in the NBA. Uh, for Toronto, Pascal Siakam, shoulder. I slipped and got covered in boo-boos. He's going to rest tonight against Philadelphia coming off the offseason shoulder surgery. In that game, for Philadelphia, Joel Embiid, protocol. No! <laughs> also out tonight. Uh, Tobias Harris, also protocol. I'm healthier than you, bro. 
questionable tonight, and Seth Curry with a foot injury. That's a spicy meatball. Tonight. <laughs> questionable as well tonight in that game against Toronto. For Miami, Jimmy Butler, ankle. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? He left last night's game. He's questionable tonight versus the Clippers. And finally, New Orleans, Brandon Ingram, hip. Has missed the last six games. He's questionable tonight uh, versus the Nets. Uh, For the Chicago Bulls, Nikola Vucevic expected to miss multiple games in uh, health and safety protocol, uh, sources say. That's just coming across. Uh, in the NFL for Arizona, quarterback Kyler Murray. Anchor- oh, God, I hurt a little, but I'm all right. Missed the last game. He hasn't practiced this week, including today. He could practice tomorrow and play. Right now, I'm leaning toward Colt McCoy getting another start. Also for Arizona, wide receiver Andre DeAndre Hopkins, rather, hamstring. I felt a great disturbance in the force. Again, same story with him. Missed the last game, hasn't practiced all week, and he's probably leaning toward doubtful. For the Dallas Cowboys, Randy Gregory expected to miss multiple weeks with a cap. Please get help. <laughs> that was a thorough injury report for the man Stevie Slapshot. Brian Blessing, we got hour number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Take you up to Scott Farrell. Or Eastern on the network. Come back to Vegas in a moment.